Greetings, my brothers and sisters in Christ. This is Bob Barber here, End Time Dream and Vision, the channel that's dedicated to the watch of dreams and visions and how they point to the return of our Lord and Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus Christ. Welcome back, everybody, to End Time Dream and Vision. By the way, if you need a Bible, don't have access to one, can't afford one, we can help. Email us and say, I need a Bible to support at feedmysheeptoday.org. Include your full address and what country you're from, and we'll send you out a free Bible, free shipping, anywhere on earth, just for you. And folks, if you love watching dreams and visions that deal with the end times, helps make sense of it, dreams and visions that show us how the rapture resurrection may be like and much much more then you do not want to miss the new content we have coming out soon so to position yourselves to receive the information make sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new content that we have coming out today everybody we're going to be talking about dreams of jesus now this first one is from wendy wendy says I had a live vision back in August where I saw Jesus in the sky and he said, I am coming soon and quickly. Tell everyone I passed out. It was so magnificent. Folks, Jesus is real. God bless you all from North Carolina. So in this vision, pretty plain and simple. She saw Jesus in the clouds and Jesus cried out, I am coming soon and quickly. Okay. And it can't be soon enough. But when he does come, it's going to be so quick. You know, Jesus says, I'm coming soon and quickly. So soon means it's soon in the future. And when he comes, it will happen very quickly. And the Bible says, in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall be changed from mortal to immortality. And this is in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 to 53. Okay. So that is what is upon us right now. And folks, you know, we have a seven-year Shemitah cycle coming up, a new seven-year cycle that starts this upcoming September. And I've told you all the reasons why I believe this seven-year cycle will be the seven-year tribulation, Daniel's 70th week cycle. Daniel's 70th week is encompassed within a seven-year cycle. These seven-year cycles have been put in place for thousands of years. And I don't see God randomly starting the most significant seven-year period of human history at some random time. I believe he is a very orderly God and he wants us to see it coming. He's going to run the seven-year tribulation cycle within a seven-year Shemitah cycle. And the fact that this upcoming cycle that we're heading into in September is the 11th cycle since Israel became a nation in 1948. 11, the number of chaos, the number of disorder, the number of judgment because of chaos and disorder. And on top of that, this cycle starts on September 27th, which is 927, the Daniel 927 agreement, the seven-year covenant 
talked about in the book of Daniel, 927. So, wow. I mean, if it doesn't happen this upcoming September, then we're going to be looking at another seven years before the seven-year tribulation begins. Because the seven-year tribulation is encompassed start to finish in a seven-year Shemitah cycle. From the very first day to the very last day. Okay? That's how orderly God is. And the fact that the very first day of the next cycle we're heading into starts on 927. Come on. Can't make this stuff up. I believe the Lord's really trying to show us, hey, if you guys don't see this one, I don't know what else to show you. <laughs> okay? You know, I imagine Gabriel looking at God the Father and saying, do you think they're going to see this one? And God the Father's like, if they don't see that alignment, I don't know what else to show them. <laughs> you know, it's pretty obvious. Okay? If I was going to burn down my house, don't you think I would make it clear to my family on a time frame when they need to get out? And our Heavenly Father is our Heavenly Father. He's our Father. And the world is going to become a burning house. And He wants us to be ready to leave. He wants us to be looking up. And the fact that this upcoming seven-year Shemitah cycle has all these alignments right now, and everything that's happening right now with the wars and rumors of wars and with the alignment that's taking place with the fig tree generation. 70 years for this generation with a reason of strength of 80. I don't see how we can go from 2022 to 2029 and then have the seven year tribulation period. Israel will be too old at that point. That generation will have gone too long at this point. Okay, so the whole 70 with reason of strength 80, that whole prophecy is out. It, it won't work anymore. But God is God. We can't put him in a box. So we shall soon see what happens. But be it as it may, let's get into some of these dreams about Jesus Christ right here. This is from Nicole. Nicole says, on January 12, 2020, I was given a dream from the Lord in which I was reading scripture and understood every word I was reading. Scripture was open to me this day. On January 13th, 2020, I was given a vision from the Lord of a large wooden barrel full of golden wheat grain, and I knew it was the amount of seeds that needed to be planted before the harvest. Now that goes back to what I was just talking about at the BMC judgment. You got works of gold, silver, and precious stones. Here you have a large wooden barrel full of golden grain. And what do you do with these golden grain? They're seeds. And you plant these seeds. And the seed, of course, is the Holy Spirit of God, God's seed, that comes into our bodies and brings our spirit back to life and seals us till the day of redemption. Okay? This golden barrel of golden seeds are seeds of the Holy Spirit individual seeds that will be put into every single new believer in Jesus Christ when they come to that faith where they say to themselves the only way I can go to heaven is through the works of Jesus Christ's death, burial, resurrection. Okay, his works at the cross, his blood atonement is the only way my sins are wiped out from past, present, and future. That's the only way I can be forgiven 
and receive the seed of God, the Holy Spirit, and be rebirthed and sealed to the day of redemption. Like I said, Ephesians 4.30. That's the only way I can be justified in the eyes of God and be brought to heaven because I am righteous like God because I received the seed from the Heavenly Father, the Holy Spirit. Okay? His works alone is what saves us. And we just need to have that faith that's all we need. Some people will look at that seed like, okay, that seed's great. But on top of that seed, I also need to do all these works here in unison with that seed and have it come together and I will be saved. So I get to play the Savior and God gets to play the Savior and we come together as a super Savior. No, it don't work that way. No, your fleshly works are all counted for trash, garbage, or are going to be burned up. Okay, all of your works. I don't care how many times you worked in the soup kitchen. I don't care how many pandas you saved. None of your works are going to count for salvation here on the earth. Now, these works will count towards your eternal rewards in heaven. Okay, and however that works out. But as far as salvation is concerned, they don't work towards salvation. So those who believe in the finished works of Jesus Christ for our salvation, those who believe that it's a gift from God, you know, that was a work that God did 2,000 years ago. You had nothing to do with that. God did that. And the gift from that work is an open door now to be with God forever through that work. He completed at the cross through his only son, Jesus Christ. Okay? Jesus, who is God, did the work for us, completed that work for us, and now has made an open invitation for people for the next 2,000 years. Whoever believes in that work will receive the gift of God this Holy Spirit seed, his seed that will come in and dwell within them and rebirth their spirit and seal them to the day of redemption. And then their flesh has the promise of being resurrected and glorified at the end of this age of grace. There is individual salvations of our spirit as time goes on for the last 2,000 years. And right at the end of it, there's a big corporate gift given to everybody who's saved in this gospel of grace, this dispensation. A big corporate gift all at once, and that is the glorification of our eternal bodies, our eternal temples, which our spirits can now indwell, and we will be complete before our Heavenly Father, and we will be able to spend eternity with Him because of His work that was achieved, like I said, from Jesus finished works at the cross. The only way you receive that gift is you have to receive it by faith. Now, before we go any further, would you please take a few moments to check out what we're doing here and see how you can help make a difference in God's kingdom. So that way you will be greatly rewarded at the Bema Seat Judgment. So please check this out and I'll be right back after this quick break. Friends, I know we've all been watching for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to catch us up at the rapture resurrection. It's going to be an incredible event. But in the meantime, while we're still here, are we going about doing our Father's will? And that is expanding the body of Christ, sharing the gospel of grace 
with potential new believers. Have you been participating in that work in some way, shape, or form? Are you working in the vineyard, building up your heavenly rewards, or are you those workers who are in the marketplace who are looking for work? Well, if that's you, I got great news for you. The landowner, who is our Heavenly Father in heaven, has developed a new vineyard looking for workers, and that is Feed My Sheep today. Now, wouldn't you want to make a big impact in a relatively short period of time? I mean, after all, it's not like we have a whole lot of time left. It is 2022, and we are now heading into the spring feast days, and war is looming over our heads right now, which can bring on the rapture resurrection. And when that happens, all bets are off the table, our work is complete, and now it's time to have your works evaluated at the BMC judgment that will dictate how well you will live for eternity. And wouldn't it be nice to stand before Jesus with several books the size of novels before you containing the works that you did while you were here on the earth compared to a diner's menu. Here at Feed My Sheep today, you can build those novels. For the last 10 years, we have been raising funds and funding Christian missions all throughout the world. We've been providing humanitarian relief aid to new believers in hard to reach areas, jungle areas, third world countries, areas that people have just written off and forgotten about, not us. We are reaching these areas, providing the help that these people need, and then after showing them the love of Jesus Christ through the aid we provided them, we will show them the love of Jesus that he did specifically for them at the cross through the preaching of the gospel of grace 1 Corinthians 15 1-4 when funds come into this ministry there is about a three-day turnaround rate give or take before it reaches the missionaries hands and then that money is immediately turned into Bibles and humanitarian relief aid that goes forward to bring in new believers into the body of Christ we're not building with wood hay and stubble like others are with their gigantic sized temple worship centers that will be burned up in the tribulation anyways no we are building with precious stones silver and gold that will be tried by the fire and that will last and will not be consumed because here we are adding hundreds and thousands of people on a daily basis to the body of Christ buildings are not eternal that's wood hay and stubble but spirits are gold, silver, precious stones. So which work do you think is more important? Building a temporary physical structure or building the body of Christ? I digress. So if you feel that tug right now to make a difference, please don't ignore it. Just go to our website, feedmysheeptoday.org. There you can give by PayPal, credit card, bank draft, or just simply send your gift in the mail. The address will be there as well. And if you want to make your gift go farther, become an easy feed monthly sustainer we greatly need more people to join our monthly sustainer family look if we know how much is coming in the next month this gives us the ability to leverage what we have this month to buy the supplies that we need for next month because sometimes we have to order stuff this month and wait for it to arrive the following month and I think you all understand why that is because of the pandemic and stuff like that. So we greatly need monthly sustainers. So please just consider maybe just $10 a month. If you could do more, praise the Lord. 
but we're happy to get that $10 because every little bit counts here, everybody. So great in heaven will your rewards be from the work that's achieved here. I promise you that. May God bless you all, and thank you so much for your support. Thank you all so, so much for your much, much needed ongoing support. Folks, we cannot do what we do unless we didn't have funds coming in to make it happen. Humanitarian relief aid is not free. We have to buy it somewhere, it costs money. Nobody's donating this stuff. And gas isn't free. In fact, gas is super expensive. So our missionaries have to be able to reach these areas and they travel hundreds and hundreds of miles carrying the Bibles and humanitarian relief aid and everything else they would need to do the works in these areas. And thanks to your support, we are able to keep moving. So please help your Feed My Sheep today to keep going strong. Please make a difference today. If you feel that tug at your heart, don't ignore it. Please just go to our Heavenly Father in prayer and see what he wants you to do. Okay? And then make that donation accordingly. Okay? So thank you all so, so much for your ongoing support. And may God bless you all. Now, before we go any further, I want to make an emphasis on what I talked about before we went to our break, and that is about having faith. And what I have to show you is a perfect example of what it means to have faith. Do you remember the movie, Indiana Jones, The Holy Grail? Do you remember the scene when he had to have faith that there was an invisible bridge before him so that he can make it across the gorge? He had to take that leap of faith, believing that that bridge was there, or else he was going to plummet to his death. He didn't do his own works and construct the bridge right there on the spot and had some people try it out before trying it out himself and all that. No, he didn't do any work. He just had to believe in his heart that that bridge was there and it will get him across this gorge safely. This is the leap of faith every believer has to take in order to get saved. Like Indiana Jones, where it's a do or die situation, trusting that that bridge will be there to catch him when he steps out on that leap of faith, we too must fully trust in Jesus' works alone to deliver us to heaven after we die or to rapture us up when the rapture resurrection takes place. 
meaning you can't believe in Jesus' finished works alone as a gift of salvation to you, not of works, lest any man should boast, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. And then say to yourself, well, just to make sure I need to do these works here and there and there and keep these laws and do this and do that, so that way I know beyond a shadow of a doubt I'm saved. Just in case this thing isn't a gift and Jesus' works alone is not fully capable of delivering me to heaven. If that's the way you think, you have not stepped out on faith onto this bridge yet. You're still standing on the cliff. Believe me, I used to be there. I no longer worry about the works that I supposedly have to do in order to get saved and stay saved according to other people, according to traditions of men, or worry about how much sin I am allowed to commit before I lose my salvation. The only work I trust and the only perfect life of no sin that I trust is Jesus Christ. That's it. And that's the only work God will accept. And God will only apply the benefits of that work to those who have faith in it. If you don't show God the faith, you don't receive his gift. And if you never receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, your spirit was never regenerated. It is still dead in its trespasses and sins, according to Colossians 2.13. And if that's the case, when your body dies, your spirit goes in the opposite direction of God, and that is straight to hell. And at the rapture resurrection, if you live that long, you're left behind, because there is no indwelling Holy Spirit inside of you that does all the work to regenerate your lowly body into a glorious form. Because it's the Holy Spirit within you, the gift within you, that does all the work for you. When you step out on that bridge, that is you putting your hands up and saying to God, I believe in you, Jesus Christ, and your works alone. And then God will give you his gift of the Holy Spirit. You are born again and sealed to the day of redemption. You don't get to have three or four or five different plans that you can use in the background in case when you get there and realize that your plan A wasn't going to work. When it comes to salvation, you can't believe in five different doctrines that delivers the same result. You can only believe in one. How many backup plans did Indiana Jones have here that he can use if that bridge wasn't there? None. By the time you die and cross over to the other side, you cannot say, well, my first plan didn't work, so now that I know how things are on the other side here, I'm going to start plan B. You can't do that. Ask every Muslim that has ever died throughout history. When they got to the other side, they came to the instant knowledge that Islam is a lie, Allah is the devil, they have completely rejected Jesus Christ, and now they're going to hell. So after death, when you get to the other side, there is no second chance. So when you're living, you better get it right. So those people that say, I believe that bridge to God the Father who is Jesus Christ and his works alone is there. I can't see it, but I trust it's there. I have faith. Just like Indiana Jones had to have faith and trust that that bridge is there and it will catch him when he steps out onto it. And just like us, we have faith in Jesus' finished works alone at the cross for salvation. So when we die, the bridge of Jesus Christ will catch us and deliver us to safety in heaven. Just like this bridge caught Indiana Jones and delivered him safely across the gorge. Ephesians 2, 8, 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith. It's not of yourselves, not of works, lest any man should boast. Okay? 
So that goes to show you right there <laughs> that it's a gift. It's a work that God did a long time ago and you weren't alive back then to partake in it, to develop it or anything. It was a gift created by God and here you are today, almost 2,000 years later, you read the word of God, you hear the gospel of grace, and in order to receive that gift, in order to reach out and receive that gift, you must believe in your spirit, have faith that when you receive this gift, you have eternal life in heaven and that the promise of that gift is true. And now you are truly at peace with everything with the Lord because you know that you have eternity in heaven. No matter what happens here, around our flesh or with our flesh, no matter what happens, you have eternity with God in heaven. Okay, that's faith. It's not like when you take your last breath, you say to yourself, oh, I better say this prayer, I better do this work, I better do this all, oh, I better say this prayer before you take your last breath and die. You know, some people are like that. Guess what, you're not saved yet. You still think you gotta do a work in order to get saved. You don't have faith, you don't have complete faith in the gift. You don't believe it's a gift. So guess what? You haven't received it yet. If you don't believe it's a gift, you don't receive the gift, okay? So if that's you, then you're probably gonna be left behind and you're gonna face the Antichrist and then you're gonna pay for your own sins with your own death, okay? Don't sound like a lot of fun. So accept the gospel of grace now. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, the gospel of grace, which we are saved through the finished works of Jesus Christ. So friends, please comment on these dreams. Let me know what you guys think about them. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any new content that we have coming out. So may God bless you all and hang in there for we are almost finished. Amen. Amen.